The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you stuck in a health routine and don't know how to get out of it? Is keeping the weight off and living healthy a challenge? Welcome to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Your host is Marcus Aurelius. Take an hour right now and learn how to improve what you eat, how you exercise, and your everyday lifestyle. You'll look better, and more importantly, you'll feel better. Now, here is Marcus Aurelius. Good morning, America. How y'all doing today? Well, today is a, a, a very hard show for me. It's a one I've been trying to put off for ages because it concerns diet. Now, the biggest problem with diet is that it affects every part of our lives. And the one thing that we as people don't want to deal with is diet. You know, I really think the reason for that is, is that the word diet is die with a T on the end. And that suggests that you have to sacrifice something to get to somewhere you want to go. Well, the trouble is, America, is most of us have forgotten what it is or what hard work really is. And I mean, I'm not, not meaning to be rude. I really am not. But let's face it. Last year, I gave some pretty uh, scary statistics that in the 50s, it was one in 60 people or 40 people that were obese. And today it's one in four. Why is that? Well, perhaps it's because we're subject to the influences that are around us. And, you know, the biggest problem with diet is, is that I don't agree with a lot of the things I'm going to say today. I know that's a shocker, but it's such an extensive um, subject and so diverse in many, many ways. I'm going to talk to you today not of what I've learned, but what I have experienced with people. I think that results speak a lot louder than stuff we're taught because you know let's face it we as human beings are a result of the experience in life that we've gained and here we are talking about a subject that most people deny diet is about perspective and direction now if you remember my first two shows were probably about perspective and direction so let's get a clear let's start off Keep it simple because diets are very, very complicated. So we're going to get a perspective. The biggest thing is about perspective is most of us don't want to give up things that we already enjoy and do. So as a result, we are we have no perspective. We are a subject of our lifestyle. And most of us live to work or live for a paycheck. And so our life tends to be that way. Our whole world is focused around our work. So you get up early. Ah, I don't want breakfast this morning. Go to work. Mm, I'm hungry. Mine, I'm starving. Let me go eat. And your body is craving food. So you eat anything. Most of us have a perspective of, well, you know, I'm only going to eat one meal a day. Well, that's wrong. All those are wrong. 
a lot of people think that what they eat affects them. What they eat. You know, if you eat all these fats, if you eat all this stuff, if you eat, you know, it does. But let's, but you see, fats, carbs, sugars, complex carbs, they're all part of an equation. And we are a chemical processing plant. What we eat affects the chemical reactions within our bodies. Now, the thing is, is that our bodies, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really shock you now, our bodies are not based off of evolution. They are based off of individual, individuality. See, God created us as individuals, and we are individual. Okay, So, as individuals... We have to know who we are. Okay, so let me explain something to you. Not all diets work for all people. Most of us want a quick fix, and by getting a quick fix, well, if we eat this, then we become like this. Well, the trouble is that sort of sacrifice is, is more harming and damaging to you in your experience and personality than it is good for you. You don't have to deny yourself food to become fit and healthy. What you need to do is establish a pattern of eating. Now, the thing is, is that you spend more energy digesting food than you can doing any exercise whatsoever. Well, if that's the case, then surely your mind thinks that, well, I'm going to eat as much food as I can, not go to the gym because I'm working out when I'm eating. <laughs> not quite right. Okay. Okay, well, let's talk to Mark from Louisiana. I have a quick call on the line here. Mark, what's your business today? Yes, I had a question about energy drinks. Is it very good oh. energy drinks with your diet? No, sir, they're not. And let me explain to you why, Mark. Uh, the trouble with sugar is it makes your body race a lot faster. So if you, the more sugar you drink, the more energy you have, but the bigger the crash. The other problem with too much sugar in your system is your body looks at sugar as food. So if you have food in your system, your body is going to say, well, we don't need to digest this food. So every, all the food that you're eating then goes into storage. So if you eat too much of those energy drinks, not only do you more tired, but also you have, um, you know, you get fat. Do you want to get fat, Mark? I'm working on it. That's why I was trying to get my energy drinks to make me work it off. <laughs> Mark, I'm, you're funny. Did anyone tell you that? <laughs> thank, thank you. I appreciate your input on it. Hey, brother, I appreciate you calling in. Is there any other questions you have? That's it. Thank you. Mark, you have a great day, and God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And my next caller, please. Hey, Who, Mark? Yes, sir. This is Jim. I have a question. Uh, yes, sir. So I'm in my 50s. What kind of food should I eat? Stay away from, what kind of meat can I eat? Well, uh, actually, Jim, you can eat any meat you want to, but really you need to keep on a balanced diet. What you need to do is have a few meats and vegetables. You know, a lot of people make the mistake of just eating vegetables. Well, that's not always so good for you. You need to have a balanced diet. And the good thing about eating is, is that you don't want to eat three meals a day. You want to make sure that you're continually eating throughout the day. If you do that, your body can recover faster and you have a lot more energy and you don't become subject to cravings. So you're saying a breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner then? 
Yeah, and in fact, actually, you know, um, do you work out, Jim? Yes, I do. Well, you see, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, if you're working out, you burn calories. So it's going to make you hungry. The thing is, is that you don't want your body to crash. So what you want to try and do is have a breakfast. Then you can work out. I mean, what time of the day do you work out? Lunchtime? Yeah, around lunch. Okay, so what you do is you have a nice breakfast early in the morning. Then you can have a snack. And then you can work out. Then after you've worked out... You know, you're going to feel a little hungry and a little tired, so you can fuel your body again. Have something to eat. You know, what I do is I take a huge salad with me to work. I put all the vegetables in there and some meats in there. And then as the day goes on, instead of eating the whole salad all at once, I just eat a little bit as the day goes on. And it's amazing how much energy that gives me. I mean, I am just like bouncing off the walls. Does that okay. answer your question? Yeah, it did. So I'm going to... I'm gonna eat kind of some, uh, some small meals throughout the day so I don't really starve myself at any point, I guess. Yeah, you don't, because if you starve yourself, you become subject to cravings. When yeah. you become subject to cravings, you, you know, that's when you, th- you, you eat chips, and they're, and, they're, and they're filled with the wrong types of fats for you. And yeah, because you're, right. you're trying to fill your stomach, you're not feeding yourself. Okay, so if you keep on a routine of, you know, preparing your meals in the early part of the day and just eating throughout the day, you'll be amazed how much energy that does for you. Okay. All right. right? Thanks a lot. Jim, I appreciate you calling, and thank you. If you have any comments, you can always uh, reach me online, uh, Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Thanks, Jim. All right. Do we have any more callers there? No. Okay. Back to where I was. <laughs> now, look, I've got to tell you, this, this is such a diverse pro- uh, subject. It's very, very difficult. One of the things I found about getting ready for this show is I had all this information. And, I mean, it's just mind-boggling. And, you know, the more I found out about diets, the more I realized how little I learn. So the problem is, is that how do I go forward with this? How do I address this? So I'm going to try and keep it simple, all right? Uh, I'm, and by doing that, I'm going to go over a few subjects. We're going to talk about good eating, regular meals, good eating patterns, and exercise. I know people <laughs> – this is very difficult because uh, what is good eating? How do we discern what good eating is? Well, good eating is all about patterns. As I just said to Jim, what you want to try and do is have a breakfast in the morning. It doesn't have to be a big meal. You just need to fuel yourself. Okay? So when you fuel yourself – what you're doing is uh, when you fill yourself, you have a little bit of uh, uh, fuel in the morning. Then as the day progresses, you don't want to get hungry, so you've got to eat something else. Usually I find a fruit halfway through the day, you know, like an apple. Apples are really good for you. And then when you come to lunchtime, you can have something else to eat. As I said to Jim, what I do is I prepare me a huge salad. So I have a little bit of uh, food. I have oatmeal in the morning. Then I take some fruit. Then I have this salad, and I just eat the salad throughout the rest of the day. And then when the evening comes, I have a small meal with my family. Now, people say, that's a lot of food to consume. Yeah, you're right. It is a lot of food to consume. But you know what? Your body is a working machine. I mean, even when you're working, sitting down, if you're using your brain, you're burning energy. So you're always working. Once you're moving, you're working, and you need to fuel that. The biggest trouble is, is that we don't do that. We, listen, we, we, we go with our cravings. Now, the f- trouble with cravings is they come down to choices. So if you don't have breakfast, as I said to Jim, you get hungry, so you've got to eat something. Well, the problem is, is that you're going to go for the most convenient thing because your body wants food now. 
So usually you'll take some chips or you'll go to the vending machine or you'll go out and eat at some fast food restaurant and it'll fill you. But the problem is it doesn't feed you. People don't understand that, that just because you're eating doesn't mean that you're feeding yourself. You know, we're not like a car. In a car, you can put unleaded gas in there and it'll make the car go. You can put unleaded plus in the car, especially in older cars. Unleaded plus works better because you get more mileage, so it's worth paying more for it. But if you want your car to get even better gas mileage, then you have to use super unleaded. I know that's ridiculous, but it's true. So it's a balance of pros and cons here. Do I want to spend more for my gas and get more out of it, or do I want to just fill the tank up and go? Well, me and most of America, most of us just want to fill the tank and go. But the trouble is, is that every decision you make has a responsibility and a consequence to it. So the thing is, is that you need to be, have direction in your diet. You need to go along. Sorry, I'm clapping my hands because I talk with them. So if you hear the clap, that's what it is. It's not that I'm shooting someone. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just a little light humor there. Anyway, what I'm trying to say to you is this, is that if you can get yourself into a routine and make eating a part of your routine, then you're not subject to life. You're not subject to your cravings or your desires because the problems with choices is that we make choices based out of our need. And the problem is, is that our need may not be entirely good for us. Now, fast foods aren't really very good for you because of the preservatives in the food. You know, uh, the cheaper the meat, the higher the criteria. What I mean by that is, is that you can leave the burger on the side without it being frozen, or you can, uh, you know, and it'll, the meat at room temperature for a longer period of time because it has a lot of preservatives in it that protect the meat from going off. You can even have frozen burgers and put them onto a grill and cook them, and it won't affect the meat or have any bad bacteria in it because the meat is genetically or is altered in some kind, in some formal way. And the trouble with chemically-based foods is that you are a chemical plant. How your body digests those chemicals is determined by the chemicals in the food. For instance, I give you. A, a, I know that's complicated and hard to get your mind around, but I'll give you an, exi- a, 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 an example. One of the examples I find is that food no longer is made to feed us. Food is made to make a profit. So, if you have wheat in a field, you want the best return out of that wheat. But the problem is, is that the wheat is subject to the weeds in the field. And it costs a lot of money to go through that field picking up weeds. So you, don't want to, <laughs> so you don't want to do that. You want to be able to spray the field and not have to worry about it. Now, I heard the other day, I don't know whether this is true, but um, what they usually do is that they produce wheat so that it's totally impervious to weed killers. So they can spread the weed killer on the food, on the wheat, and it kills all the, all the, all the, all the weeds. But the... The grain remains unharmed. Well, the trouble is is that now we have genetically altered grain. So we have a chemical imbalance in that grain that now affects you. It's like stimulants. Do you know it's harder to give up diet soda than it is to give up smoking? Why? Because the the sugar in the diet causes a chemical imbalance in, in most people. And that chemical imbalance makes you addicted to that. 
just like cigarettes. Cigarettes uh, makes you chemically imbalanced so that your body always has a craving. Now, what affects these chemical imbalances in our system is usually water. Well, of course, none of us like to drink water because it doesn't have any taste. So we drink sodas. Uh-oh. Sodas have water in it, yeah, but it has all this other stuff in it too. The other problem with water is that it is the oil that makes us go. You have to understand we as human beings are 98% made of water. Okay? It doesn't matter if you're 500 pounds, 600 pounds, or whether you weigh 100 pounds. If you're cremated, you weigh the same. Your weight doesn't fluctuate at all. Because all that you burn off is the water. Now, a lot of us are unable to retain water or unable to absorb water. The reason we're unable to absorb water is because we've turned, you know, because our body can no longer absorb it. If we have too much sugar in our system, our body can't absorb water. So here we are out in this hot weather drinking Gatorade. Well, you know what? No offense, Gatorade, but it has sugar in it. So you're sure you're getting all the electrolytes, but with all that sugar, it stops you from absorbing water. So it kind of makes the electrolytes null and void. They don't work. All right, I'm going away from myself because I'm getting carried away with myself. So what are we trying to learn? We need direction. We need perspective. We need to develop good eating habits. Now, when you're younger, you know it doesn't matter what you eat. If you teach yourself to eat regular meals your body can digest those foods pretty easily because you're young. Your body doesn't have any problems with that. The problems come as we get older. Our metabolism slows down. And if you're not in the routine of eating regularly, then what happens is this, is that you, you become subject again to your desires. And then you get off track. And that's how we start putting on weight because we're hungry. And when we're hungry, we eat to fill our stomach. We don't eat to feed ourselves. Okay. Now, if you start developing good eating patterns, it means that your body, your stomach is working all the time. If your stomach's working all the time, then you're burning energy. But the thing is, is that you don't want to overwork it. Think of your stomach as, as yourself. Okay. You're going to go to the gym and you're going to have a good session. So you work really, really, really hard. But at the end of the session, you're absolutely exhausted. So the first thing you want to do after you've hit the showers is go down, put your feet up and have a relaxation. Well, the, the trouble is the stomach is the same way, is if that you give it too much food, it exhausts it. And when your stomach's exhausted, it takes energy out of you that you feel tired. You know, most people, have you noticed that two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon that we get tired? That's because our stomach is exhausted from digesting the food. All right. So what do you want to do? You want little workouts throughout the day. You want to have a smaller meal, a snack, smaller meal, a snack, smaller meal, a snack, and a smaller meal. By doing that, your stomach is always active, but it's not tired. In the weight training business, we call that active rest. If your stomach is working, but not overworking, then it's going to have a lot more endurance and a lot more of ability to last longer. Though the same is with yourself. What I mean by that is eat small meals. If you're younger, you can eat really what you want. But if you educate your body not to eat big, gargantuan meals, guess what? Your body's going to recover a lot easier. 
Now, as you're older, if you've got into that lifestyle and you keep eating smaller meals but healthier food, guess what? It's not such a great struggle. But of course, the next, thing we, the next subject we're going to deal with is temptation. Those wonderful pies and cream puffs and cake and Mexican food, my favorite, and barbecue. In Texas, we have barbecue. But we're going to deal with that in a minute. We're going to go on break now. I thank you for Jim and Mark for calling me on my show today. You have a wonderful time. I'm going to have a quick drink of water so I can get my breath back, and we'll be back after the break. Remember, call me, 1-866-472-5792, or you can email me at Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. And remember, we're live today on the Health and Wellness Channel of Voice America. You have a great break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately. Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Well, hi, everybody. Now we're going to talk about my favorite, pro- my favorite uh, part of diets, food. All right. Now I've got to tell you. I came from uh, – I was brought up in the Middle East because my father was in the Royal Air Force, and uh, I, then I lived in England. Now, I'm going to tell you, the English people aren't, when I was there weren't all that fat because food is really boring. I think the highlight of our life is fish and chips uh, <laughs> or steak and kidney pie. Yummy. <laughs> Not. Anyway, so when I first came to America, I was absolutely amazed about food and how available it was and then how incredibly flavorful it was. I mean, when I first came here, I lived off a pizza for the first six months. I mean, really? Are you kidding me? And then I was introduced to Tex-Mex food. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is awesome stuff. 
I couldn't believe it. And then, of course, the greatest gift of all, the all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, yeah, baby. I mean, I'm talking fantastic. I loved it. Couldn't believe how good it was. And then as my journeys progressed across America, I met my wife, and she was a Cajun. OMG, are you kidding me? Her and her family cooked the most incredible food you've ever tasted in your life. I mean, oh my, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh yeah. So obviously the first six months of my marriage, (laughs) I put on like 40 pounds. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) It was uncontrollable. However, now I'm older. I don't have the luxury of a seafood diet, seafood and eat it. No, 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 no. I have to be educated and I have to be careful. Now, on my previous show, I was telling you that I made a couple of mistakes with my dietary needs. See, being a power lifter, I need lots and lots of protein. And the reason I needed protein was because I was lifting a lot of weights. And lifting those weights really exhausted me. So I would eat protein, but I wouldn't eat healthy protein. I would eat the first available protein. Now, that's serious because whilst I was strong, whilst I was very, very strong, I was uh, unfortunately not as healthy as I'd like to to have been, and it was very, very difficult for me. So uh, when I had my accident, I had to change my diet completely. I really did, and I'm glad that my accident did happen to me because I really, really did need to be healthier because I'm getting older. And so as a result, I decided to change my way of life, and I started to find out the foods that worked for me and didn't work for me. Now, you'd think that being a, a, a trainer that I would know this already, and I did. So what I tried to do was make my food entertaining. See, meat has a great flavor to it and a great texture to it, and I love it. Uh, vegetables, not so much. So what I had to do was change my perspective. I had to make my vegetables a lot more enticing, a lot more enjoyable, and a lot better. So how did I do that? Well, I make my salads in the morning. I put things into it because it makes me get involved and have a relationship with my salad. I know that sounds absolutely stupid, but I'm going to tell you something. When you start uh, experimenting with something, you can make it taste a lot better than it actually is. I mean, when I go out and have a salad that you can grasp at a restaurant or whatever, it's usually just the basics. Lettuce, tomato, uh, cucumbers, a few uh, red cabbage to add a little bit of flavor. No, 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 no. And then they put a little bit of dressing on it. Uh, you know, that's okay. But me, I put everything in it. I put raw broccoli. I put peppers. I put anchovies. I put olives. I put all kinds of stuff. Good food, healthy food. And then I mix it with meat because I really do like meat. And it's very hard because, as I say, I used to eat for most of my life a huge steak every morning. And then at night, I'd have a huge piece of brisket. But you see, because what I wanted was consuming me, I wasn't listening to my body. So when I hit about 25, no, when I hit about 30, 33, I started getting these kidney stones, and I couldn't understand what it was. So I cut everything out of my diet that I thought was causing them, like sodas. But little did I realize that that uric acid was caused by the meat. I was eating too much of it. And I read this article one day, and it really blew me away, was Eskimos. Eskimos don't usually live very long because they're 
primary diet is meat. And the problem was, in that cold weather, they're subject more to arthritis and brittle bones. Why? Because they overload on one thing, just like I was overloading. Let's take it to the other perspective. Now, I had a conversation the other day with somebody that they didn't like to hear, and it was very hard and awkward, but it was the truth. Okay? Now, there's a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type, and it's been foo-fooed by a lot of people, even myself. But I'm going to tell you there's a lot of truth to what that book says. There's a lot of truth that I found out. Now, I have noticed that people usually are vegetarians, not because they want to be, but because of what they believe. I was having a conversation with this lady the other day who has lupus, and uh, I was reading an article about having too much magnesium in your system. And I said to this lady, well, what blood type are you? And she said she was an O blood type. And I said, well, I think the problem is not lupus, but that you actually have, are eating too many vegetables and you're not having a balanced diet. And what's happening is that you know, your body hasn't got the right toxins in it or the right uh, bacteria in your system to digest your food. And as a result, the food that you're eating is hurting you. So she went to her doctor and got a blood test. And sure enough, her magnesium levels were off the chart. But I was poo-pooed by the doctor who said that I wasn't, you know, that what I said was ridiculous and not true. Well, I was telling the story to another lady who had exactly the self-same problem. So she went and got a blood test and found out that her magnesium levels were way too high. So because of her belief system... She didn't believe in eating meats because she didn't believe in, in you know, killing animals. She, had to ch she changed her diet and started eating meats. And within four weeks, all her symptoms were reversed. Now, I'm not a doctor. I understand that. But that's an experience that I have found to work out. Usually, if you're an A-type and you're a vegan or something like that, being a vegetarian doesn't really affect you. But if you're an A-type and you eat loads of meat, then that does. It affects you in a negative way. Now, if you're an O-type and you're a vegetarian or you're a meat eater, it doesn't seem to affect you as badly. Okay? Now, I'm an O-type. I'm an O-type and I like meat. But the thing is, is that my body is older now. I don't have the grace I had when I was younger. So I've had to change my perspective towards meats. I still like meat and crave it. But what I do is I don't make it some I don't deny myself meat. You know, in Texas we have barbecue. And one of my favorite eating houses is Myers Barbecue here in um Elgin and in um Bastrop there's a guy called Steve Cartwright called uh, Car um Texas Barbecue. I really like Steve. They're both great barbecue places. I really enjoy them. But the thing is, is that when I go out to eat, I don't load my plate up with, with, vet, with meats anymore. I used to get me a rack of ribs, half a ton of sausage, and some brisket, and that was my lunch. No, 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 I don't do that anymore because, number one, I'm overeating because I like it too much. Number two, it's not a balanced meal, so it affects me afterwards. I'm so tired afterwards because I can't eat. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, my stomach is exhausted because it's working so hard to digest the food. 
So here we go again. How do I approach barbecue now? Now when I go out to barbecue, I have a little bit of turkey, a little bit of brisket, and a little bit of sausage. But then I load it up with vegetables. So it's a balanced meal. Now, instead of loading my plate up, I have a smaller portion. It's like a good test for you. When you go out to eat, okay, and you want to go have a steak. Okay, have a steak. Now, if you have baked potato with that steak, you're going to be tired when it comes to the end of the meal and bloated. But if you have vegetables and a salad with that meal, you know what? You're not going to be tired and bloated because you have what is called complex carbs. Now, this is something I'm going to introduce later on because obviously I'm not going to cover any, everything in this program about diet. As I say, this subject is so vast and very complicated that rather talking to you in science, I'm going to try and talk to you on a face-to-face -face level, things that I have found that have worked in my life and my experiences because they're a lot easier to relate to. Being scientific is like talking baby talk to somebody or, <laughs> you know, it's too advanced. So there's no point in doing that. The idea of making this show is that I want to affect your life. I want to be your trainer. I want to help you because, you know, if you have a healthy lifestyle, it affects every part of your, every part of your life. I mean, you're a lot more able to make good decisions. You're a lot more rested because your body can sleep better and you're a lot more active because your body's rested. The biggest problem is, is that we work so hard doing our job that we, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. I mean, a perfect example of that is women. Women are the hub of a family. They get the kids up. They get them ready. Their, their food made. They get them to school. And when the guy comes home at the end of the day, it's the woman that comes back and cooks the meal. So she, her time is so busy that she never has time for herself. Okay, so this is really, really important. This is why I want to ask you. I, I, I really want to, to, to touch base with you on this because this is a life level. This isn't a, a, a knowledgeable level. This is an everyday life level, okay? You know, my wife is wonderful. She makes oatmeal for me in the morning. But when I come home at night, instead of just plopping myself in the couch, I help her. I, I, I get involved in doing the dishes so that we have more time to be together. You know, being married is a two-way street. You have to help your partner like they help you. Okay? You know, the Bible says that a woman is a helpmate. Okay, well, so what's a helpmate? Well, let me explain to you what a helpmate is so you have no misconception. It's not for – if your car breaks down and there's two of you in the car, do you want someone weaker helping you push it to a gas station or do you want someone stronger helping you push it to a gas station? Well, guess what? I want someone who's stronger than me. Okay, so that's what a helpmate is, all right? Women are a lot stronger than men, not physically, but mentally and within themselves. They have a lot more ability to discern situations. So you really want to glean from their knowledge and understanding. You don't want to just say, well, I'm the head of the house. <laughs> you know, the Bible clearly states that, you know, for a wife to be submissive to her husband, he has to first be serving the Lord. So if you're submitting and listening to what God's telling you, then... Then your wife follows the same example that you do because you're her head and you're co her covering. Okay, So look, it's a lot harder for women to lose weight because they have a lot more stress to carry. So here we go. Another subject, stress. We work hard, <laughs> we're tired, and we're full of stress. I had a, a letter, a, an email that said, look, I don't believe in working out. I find that when I come home at night that if I sit on the couch – and drink a glass of water and eat something that it relaxes me. That's not true. And I told him that too. 
It's not true. You see, working out is eating a meal. If your life is full of stress and you are overwhelmed, or even if, if you just have a little bit of stress, okay, working out is a meal because it activates the cells in your system to work and it dilutes the stress in your life. If you don't dilute that stress in your life, you produce what is called cortisol. And that cortisol just stays here on your stomach. And you can never get rid of that stuff. I mean, it's like a – it's horrible. And as you get older, you develop more stress. So it's a lot harder to get rid of that sort of fat that's around your middle. Now, if you want to get rid of it, this is what you do. You get in a direction. You have a perspective of what you want to do, and you follow it through. Don't give up because it's hard. Anything that you want or anything that's worth having is worth working for. If it's free, you'll never appreciate it. I know that to be true because when I was young, I was a spoiled brat. My dad gave me a car. I abused that car and tore it to pieces because it wasn't mine. It was a gift. I don't care. As long as I look cool, what did it matter? But when I had to buy my first car, it was a piece of junk. But because I bought it and I earned it and I saved for it and I was able to purchase it, I understood its value. That's what I'm saying about your food. If you understand the value of your food, it's amazing how it affects your life. You shouldn't deny yourself the foods that you like. That's not a good idea. You can have them, but you can have them in smaller portions. Like, for instance, this weekend I went down to – or last weekend, Easter weekend, I went down to Louisiana – I got to tell you, oh, as I say, they have so many great food down there. But what I do is that I made me a salad, and what I did is I ate the foods that I liked and had the salad. But instead of eating it all at once, I ate it throughout the whole day, a little bit here, a little bit there. I wasn't bloated. I wasn't tired, and I had an abundance of energy, and I had not denied myself of the foods that I enjoyed. You know, uh, here in Bastrop, there's a, a restaurant called Maxine's, and they have the greatest chocolate cake in the world. So I like that chocolate cake, and I'm addicted to that chocolate cake, and I'm not going to deny myself of that chocolate cake because my body enjoys it too much. So do I eat it and work out longer in the gym? No, that's not what you do. What you do is you have a small little meal, sat like I have a BLT, uh, bacon, lettuce, and, and tomato uh, a sandwich, a small one, on whole grains, whole grain sandwich, okay? Now, I can't eat a lot of bread, so and then I get my cake. So what I do with my cake is instead of devouring it after my meal, which I want to do, believe me, I don't. I enjoy it. I take time to, to enjoy it because it's so good. Why, if I enjoy something so much, would I gorge it in my body so that, mm, done, no, 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 no. I enjoy it. So as I put it in a little to-go container, I go around doing my stuff. Then I have a little bit more because it's enticing and it's nice. Now, the thing is, is that here we go dealing with sugars again. But I'm going to talk about sugars when I come back after the break. I apologize if this show is all over the place. But as I say, when I started this show today, I was just amazed about the amount of information there is available and the fact that when I study this information, the more I know, the less I understand. Okay? So I'm trying to make this as simple as I can for you by relating it to myself. Anyway, we're going to go to break. 
And now we'll be back and we're going to start talking about sugars and about eating foods that you enjoy, but learning how to control those diets, desires, and those cravings. Okay? So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please do not go off the show. Call me back at 1-866-472-5792. Or you can email me at Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. And I will email you a message. Again, I apologize. I have a lot of volume of people asking me a lot of questions online that they don't want to on the uh, radio. So if it takes me a while to get back to you, I apologize, but I will get back to you. Okay, we're going to go for a break. I'll see you in a few minutes. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. There are all kinds of issues which can affect our relationships, our families, our workplaces, and communities. Tune into Breakthrough with Michael Pippich for a clearer understanding to what these issues of modern life are and what kind of solutions are being presented and discussed. Michael and his guests will talk about teen suicide, PTSD, alcohol and drug abuse, bipolar disorders, and more. It's deeper understanding of our life and healing. Breakthrough with Michael Pippich is heard every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back to the show. I hope I haven't scared everybody off and made, you too, made it too confusing. I'm just trying to make a number of good points here for you that are relatable, okay? Now, one of the greatest things that Americans have is obviously that we become su- when we become subject to our food, it makes us overweight. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't offend you, ladies. I am sorry. But it's been my experience that women <laughs> – I'm sorry, would rather uh, uh, look after their hair and their nails than they would look after their body. Why is that? You know, it's like when you go to a closet of a woman and it's like a mile long and they go in there and they're looking around and they say, I have nothing to wear. You know, I don't get that. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just a guy. I don't understand that kind of thing. But anyway. I've also noticed that when people are, or women are trying to sell me supplements of some sort, they're always overweight, and they're always bragging about how much weight they've lost on these supplements. Well, you know, it kind of brings me in line to another part of this conversation. If it's easy, it's of worthless to you. 
You can't stay on supplements all your life. And, and taking these quick burn fat tablets, they're not going to help you at all. You see, the thing is, is when you become overweight, your body thinks that's its normal weight. So when you start taking the direction of, well, if I take this body cleanse, if I eat these food or do these replacement shakes, your body thinks you're starving it. So sure, it's subject to what you put in it. Just as eating influences your life, you're subject to what you put in it. Okay, so what happens is, yeah, sure, you lose all the weight and you look good and you start getting all proud and excited about yourself. But obviously, after time, that way of eating gets boring and not gratifying because let's face it, meals and eating food is a social thing, too. It's the only time in most cases that you can sit and talk to somebody or catch up with yourself or do whatever. So if you deny yourself of the food, then you deny yourself of the communication of the people that you're around, time for yourself time for you to, to, to read or whatever. So when you've reached your desired weight, guess what? You start going back to your bad eating habits and you get subject to your cravings and your body already thinks instead of you being 110 pounds that you should be 200 pounds. So it does everything it can to put on the weight. That's why on most of these quick fix diets, sure, you may lose all the weight over a period of time. But it's not a part of your lifestyle, so your body doesn't register that. So your body thinks there's something wrong. So it's working overtime to make you put the weight back on again. So sure, it takes you a month to lose the weight. Then after two weeks of getting to where you want to be, all that weight has come back, and it's brought a number of extra pounds with it. Have you not noticed that? Look, there are no quick fixes. You know, the only choice that you can make about losing weight is by making a lifestyle by being educated. Do not deny yourself of the foods that you enjoy. Just learn to eat them within reason. The biggest problem with diets is that if you deny yourself something, you're going to crave it even more. And of course, I was talking to you about my chocolate cake. I love my chocolate cake. I really do. It's the most desirable thing I think I've ever eaten in my life. But what I do is that I enjoy it. You know, it's like Christmas. Your food's just like Christmas when you're a kid. You can't wait. You spend all this time waiting for all your presents. Christmas comes. You rip all the wrapping paper off. You've got all your presents. Done. That's it. Another year. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't allow your food to become like Christmas. What you need to do is enjoy the foods that you eat, but eat them within reason. The biggest trouble with, with sugars, as Mark asked, can I eat all these energy drinks and drink all these energy drinks to give me more energy? No. Do you know, if you eat complex carbs, vegetables, things like that, they'll give you more energy than an energy drink can ever do. Because an energy drink is a spur-of-the-moment thing. If you eat vegetables because you've planned your diet out, then your body likes that routine. So it's going to know that it can expel so much energy for you to do certain things. And when it gets hungry, it knows you're going to feed it. But if you're subject to when you're tired drinking diet sodas and stuff like that, you know, or drinking these sugar drinks, which I, I really have a real aversion to because that's a chemical misnomer all in itself. Talk about damage. It's unbelievable the damage that sugar does to your system. You know, you 
are then having these huge crashes. And those crashes get deeper and deeper and deeper, and it takes you longer and longer to recover from them. So if you've got diet, so, I mean, uh, these uh, sports drinks to boost your energy system, and you're drinking them because you're using it as a meal replacement or to give you energy to do the things that you want to do, you know, it's like an addiction. It doesn't start off as much. Do you think an alcoholic enjoys, you know, started drinking because he wanted to become an alcoholic? No. He became addicted to the alcohol. Because it replaced certain things in his life. And then he's bound to them. See what I'm talking about? Don't be addicted to your food. You know, uh, Christians are the worst. (laughs) I'm sorry, boys. (laughs) Being a Christian myself, it's just something I've observed. So I bring my a lot of my experiences from Christianity. You know, after church on Sunday, first place we stop off at is the all-you-can-eat buffet. I tell you what, drinking may be a sin, but boy, God, you know, bigger sin is stuffing that as so much pizza down your face that you can't, uh, your body can't recover from it because you're defiling your body. Do you think God wants that? No. You know, it's like if you operate in the Word of God, if you're doing something outside the Word, and you don't know it, you know, God's going to tell you that's wrong. We want to make excuses for our eating. Well, don't. You know, one of the biggest problems I find about being a trainer is that people want to come in and they want to lose weight and they want to do all these wonderful things. But the problem is, is that it takes work. Well, people want to become that way without working. Well, there's no such exercise. There's no such lifestyle as that. You know, working out shouldn't be something you do to lose weight. Working out should be a lifestyle. I'm going to tell you something else that's going to really amaze you too. If you make working out a part of your lifestyle, that's a meal. What do you mean it's a meal? Well, if you're working out, you're actually feeding your body. Why? Well, because it gets rid of all the stress levels in your system. It makes you burn out all those toxins. You know, the biggest trouble with eating is is that you have burn-off. There are things that your body may be able to absorb, but there are things that it cannot absorb. absorb. So it, it puts them in your waste tract. You know, you go to the bathroom. You do your business, okay? But not all those toxins come out that way. Some of them come out through your skin, through your organ, you know, through your skin. And the best way to get them out is by working them out. The good thing about working out is it stimulates. If you have cells that aren't working properly, it the body is able to destroy those cells and get them out. That's why a lot of people who aren't used to working out, they don't know how to. Their body doesn't know how to absorb oxygen. So they'll do the treadmill for like 15, 20 minutes, and they'll become very, very nauseous and very sick. And the reason is, is that the body suddenly thinks, oh, my God, we can't carry all this. Let's eject everything. You know, it's like a plane flying or an air balloon. You know, when you start sinking, you've got to get rid of all the dead weight. Well, your body does the same thing. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. So, again, if you are sensible about what you eat and what you drink, it can help you. If you start denying yourself things that you enjoy, it's going to be contradictory to what you're doing. Because the thing is, is that we have desires and we like to fulfill those desires. It's like a vacation. Who doesn't like a vacation? I mean, really? But if you deny your vacation because you're saving up for something or because, you know, that does you more harm because if your body can't relax and recover, what's the point? You know, in working out, people think that if they work themselves to the bone and really work out that they're going to get where they need to be. Well, that's not true. You're actually going to get too tired out that you can never develop muscle. So you have to learn how to 
introduce active rest, your stomach. You don't work it out once a day. You work it out continually throughout the day. Then it can recover faster and come back with more energy because it's fed and refreshed. Your body, if you're trying to lift heavy weights and become really, really strong, yeah, great. But if you're maximizing your weight all the time, you're doing, your body's not going to recover from that. So your weights are actually going to go down. You know, one of the things I, about working out, I've been amazed. Most of the gyms I go, through, I go to, a lot of people really don't know what they're doing. And you know what? There was a time in my life I didn't know what I was doing because of what I'd been, I managed to pick up because of what I knew to be true because I've seen other people do it. You know, it's like when you go to a doctor, okay? You got two women, identical women. They've side by side with each other. They go to this health camp to lose weight. Well, one can lose the weight and the other can't. Why is that? Well, their chemical processing plants are totally different. So what do you do? Do you give up? Oh, it doesn't work for me. You have an excuse. Great. But the trouble with excuses, you have to face the consequences of those excuses. What am I saying? This is what I'm saying. Find the diet that affects you. There are so many options out there. Don't go with all this hype, these words like diet, protein, granola. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. Sugar is in white bread, bagels, crackles, pretzels, pasta, pastries, granola, cheese, ice cream, yogurt, fruit juice. They're all buzzwords. What's a sugar? It's a simple molecule. Once you've burnt the energy off, it's done. So the misnomer of grains is that, yeah, sure. Remember that health food pyramid that we had back in the 60s and 70s? All the grains were took up 80% of the whole food pyramid. Great. Does that mean all grains? No. <laughs> White bread is sugar. It's going to make you fat. <laughs> Complex carbs, those are the sugars that you want. That's like whole grains, green leafy vegetables, um, fruits, leafy greens, brown rice, squash, carrots, parsnips, seafoods, you know, like seaweeds. They're great. But just because they're good doesn't mean that you should, <laughs> you should eat all the good stuff because you need some of that other stuff to balance your diet out. But you see... You are the master of your chemical plant. You have been given the responsibility to look after yourself. So look upon it this way. Your body is a chemical plant that you are the manager of. And you are responsible for all the mixes and chemical reactions that are in the plant. So guess what? When you go along the shop floor and you ask, does that work? Yes, it does. Then you embrace it. Does that work? No, it doesn't. Well, that's strange. In the other factory, it worked. Well... Something affected that. It's like diet soda. It's like sodas, okay? I'm going to tell you something about sodas. It's not that the actual soda is bad for you. It's not. I mean, there is a lot of sugar in those. But if you're drinking more than one a day, you're an idiot. Because it's going to come back on you. I'm sorry to be rude, but it's true. But let me explain something about sugars and, 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 and sodas. Is this, and I'm going to leave you with this, okay? Is that once the soda's been made... Where do they store it? The temperature that it's subject to 
alters the chemicals within that soda. So if it's very, very hot and it's a diet soda, that sugar in there now becomes a poisonous chemical. So even though you cool it down, you, you're drinking a poisonous chemical that's actually bad for your health. Sugar is the same way. It not only reacts to environment, it reacts to its casing too. Think about that. Remember, the best way about learning about diet is being the manager of a chemical plant because you are an individual created to manage your body. And your job is to make sure all these chemical reactions in your body are working cohesively and together. Now, I'm afraid I'm going to have to close the show down. I didn't cover half the ground that I wanted to, so we're going to leave that till next week. Now, I really hope that you got the message here, and I really hope that I wasn't all over the place and that I have some train of thought here for you to envelop. But as you can see, that this was a very passionate subject of mine when I was trying to avoid, but it's very, very important because we, America, are too fat and overweight and too ignorant to know about our food. And I don't mean that rudely. I'm just saying it's a fact because we're influenced by the commercials on TV. But anyway, I'm going to go now. I want to let you know. That I really enjoy my show and I really enjoy spending time talking to you. And I want to thank all those people that keep calling me up and writing me emails. Okay? I really appreciate that. It really encourages me to answer your questions. I really love this show and I really love you, America. And I, again, I don't want to go off of being rude, but this is a very complicated subject and I'm trying to approach it in a very humble way that I don't cause offense. But reality is reality. And as I am finding out, people are offended by the truth, not because it's offensive, but because it's real. And people don't want to be subject to truth because once they're subject to tr truth, they're responsible for it. Okay? So I'm sorry if I've offended you again, but it is what it is. All right? Now, I will be back next week. I look forward to hearing from you. And I wish you a good week. And I'm off now to go and have some lunch myself. Y'all have a great day, and remember, call me, uh, uh, or write me an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com, and next week call me at 1-866-472-5792. Y'all have a great day, and know that I appreciate you, and I thank you for participating in my show. Goodbye, and God bless. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Marcus Aurelius for another edition of I Don't Want to Be Fat next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And live better.